we talking shit, baby. Every episode, I promise you was lit, baby. Every week, get some shit you can't miss, baby. Dylan Bob, still a vibe. Podcast game solidified, no cap. All fact like a snapper. Stream us on that Spotify or Apple, tap in. Roller coaster ride, strap in. We gon' take you for a ride, just take this shit and stride. All topics, sport the current event. Tell me who more current than this. Good luck with the mother shows. This the best one. Your sister and your brother knows. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. Yes, sir. Talking shop, episode sixty-eight. I'm your host, Bobby Hall, and with me, as always, Dylan the Villain. Dilo, what's going on, man? Bobby Hall. It's an honor to be back here with you for our second Wednesday here on TSP3. Um, if you haven't yet, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Talking Shop Pod. Show us the love, show us the support. We're just trying to get our uh, brand and name out there, so... Um, as well as uh, if you have any messages for us, be sure to use the link in the bio. Uh, send us. We want you to be part of the show. We want you to be a part of the show. So send us messages, questions, reviews that you would like us to do, reviews that you have of yourself or for yourself, um, and anything like that. You have a cuck of the week. You have any kind of story that you want to share. Uh, this is your platform just as much as it is ours. So um, how has your week been? And um, I guess we can just go from there, Bobby. Uh, well, before we, I get into my week, I just want to say we are on the road to 200 followers on Twitter. Help us get there, and we are going to be throwing one of our biggest or the biggest giveaways that we've done so far. So help us push um, up to uh, 200, and uh, like I said, we'll be giving out some shirts, some gift cards, and uh, whatever else we can think of. But uh, yeah, week's and been I great. Also, oh, oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, I just also wanted to mention while we're on the topic – um, I wouldn't give it a huge shout out to our very first official supporter in the Matt Schmeezy. Papa Schmeeze, thank you so much uh, for just your unwavered support since day one um, and it, just becoming an official supporter. And you can also do that um, through the link in the bio. It just supports us there. Just do a monthly of whatever you want. I think it has like options for like 99 cents a month, four ninety nine a month. Um, all the way up to like nine ninety nine a month. So we're definitely any any amount is much appreciated, and um, it, it mean it just helps us further and level up our podcast um, as we go on through the seasons for the future. Yeah, shout out to to Schmeez. Um love you, man, and uh, yeah, that, that was a big time uh, move for you. Um, really helping us out, and um, you know if we can get a couple more people on board. Uh, I believe Dylan has it set for as low as like 99 cents a month. And I know maybe it might sound silly to support, you know, a little podcast like ours, but you know, those, that, those, few bucks that we get a month, we can put towards, uh, you know, advertising and, uh, you know, moving, uh, more, uh, merch, getting stuff that, some of that stuff going and uh, even eventually maybe some, some better equipment and stuff for us to use and, and maybe way down the line. Um, you know, some video equipment, so we can kind of go uh, maybe on the, on the YouTube side of things. We'll see what happens. But um, good week. Uh, I've just I've been just really excited. I don't know what it is. I, I think I honestly think this new theme song, man. I don't know. It's just it's giving me new juice, re, new rejuvenation to 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 pod, 
and I come in um, every episode just really excited to get it rolling. And um, Dylan, we we got another uh, fantastic guest this week, a uh, friend of ours that we um, both met via uh, Al Jeezy. Shout out to Young Bump out there. And um, this is a guy that we've played many hours of Xbox with, and um, he's a great follow on, on Twitter um, for you know for everything football related, especially on the high school side, a little bit of college, and now even like the stock market. We're gonna get a lot of that. So uh, without further ado, we have Mike Robinson, aka Mike Rob, aka a young Gulag baby. Mike Rob, what up? <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> young gulag you know that's me what's going on fellas hey you know what what's going on I man i gotta say one thing guys uh bob dylan you guys are doing an excellent job i want everyone to continue to support you guys and, and support local support small you know um because you know that's how i got to where i where i am now and and continue to get to where i'm going is you know just from you know small small steps people believing in you and uh and believing in me and one thing I believe in is your guys' intro, because that thing is dope. I wanted to beat the ride a little bit more so I could spit some bars on there. I'm not sure <laughs> it'll be as good, but that was a well-put-together intro for a podcast. And I don't know if you guys got, like, an applause button, but I'm going to give you something right here, because that is really hey. – I, I, would, I wouldn't even mind if you guys spun it back. I, I just didn't listen to it. <laughs> Dylan, run it back, man. I, look, I wouldn't mind. I mean, that's the greatest, man. <laughs> Shout out to Hollywood Sav. Yeah, he hooked it up. Dylan yeah, threw the beat. He found the beat, good. and um, yeah, he's 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 out of Cleveland. I'll have to uh, shoot oh, yeah. you his um, socials, but yeah, he's fire with it. That's dope. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, I will say. Uh, we talking shit, baby. Every episode, I promise you was lit, baby. Every week, get some shit you can't miss, baby. Dylan Bob, still a vibe. Podcast game solidified, no cap. All fact like a snapper. Stream us on that Spotify or Apple, tap in. Roller coaster ride, strap in. We gon' take you for a ride, just take this shit in stride. All topics, sport the current event. Tell me who more current than this. Good luck with the mother shows. This the best one. Your sister and your brother knows. We talking shop. We talking shop. We talking shit. We talking shop. We talking shop. We talking shit, baby. Hey man, hell yeah, right there. Even your brother and your, your sister. Hey man, when he said that, I said, oh yeah, this dude's lit. I'm like, this, this is lit. Uh, like I said, guys, that's pretty dope. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. Um, what's the word? I'm gonna send you some links. He just dropped a project recently, Stamp Me Three, and it's if you like that, you're gonna really like that project too. But, um. Appreciate the kind words, man. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're, we're a small little operation here, but we we have an absolute blast recording every week and getting to talk to you know awesome people like yourself. And um, yeah, we're we're hoping to to get a little growth and you know with with uh, the help of people like yourself and, and Matt supporting us, we'll definitely get there in no time, man. Yeah, no doubt. Agree, hundred percent. You guys got my support. But, uh, yeah, Mike Rowley, like you kind of said in the little intro, um, you know, you're uh, a big uh, high school f- football enthusiast. You even do some, some analyst work with uh, BCSN and uh, some of the other local outlets. And um, I kind of uh, was interested to kind of see where you got your start with that and kind of what uh, influenced you and, and sparked your interest to uh, go down that avenue. 
Well, you know, it, it kind of just happened. You know, it's one of those things like, you know, podcasting. You know, like, wow, we're here like episode 68. I'm kind of upset that I didn't make it to episode 69. So um, I'm kind of upset with you guys. I would have loved to have been <laughs> on episode 69. Maybe I still can be. My favorite number. But um, I tell you guys, I really got my start, you know, um, just, you know, being who I am, outgoing, you know. Um, and, and one thing about me is I like to give back to people. And uh, that was something that kind of just jarred my interest in, you know, sports. I started coaching um, in the athletic world, honestly, when I was 15. Um, my first job was with uh, in Cleveland. I'm from Shaker Heights. Um, was with, um, you know, a Cleveland Sports and Rec. You know, um, they they gave me an opportunity to work a sports camp. It was uh, like, you know, one of them summer type camps. And, and from that point on, I kind of like – got super excited about helping student athletes and then um fast forward how i ended up on in the media aspect is from coaching you know um after college after ut you know i wanted to get into some college football i did that for a little bit i had to you know take the you know go through the ranks you know um if you go actually and go on google and type in toledo versus ohio state i think it might have been 2009 and uh, you will see a picture of a of a guy with the last name of robinson on the jersey and going up for a ball. And that's not me, actually. If you look further past, you'll see me on the sideline as the ball boy because <laughs> my job back then, I want to uh, kind of learn <laughs> okay. from the defensive back coach, uh, Steve Klinkscale. In order for me to get paid, I had to work on the equipment staff. So they sent me – this game was at the Cleveland Browns Stadium. They sent me to work the Ohio State sideline. And I was like, really? So I'm standing here next to all of these big dudes. I'm like, yeah, we better get whooped. Actually, we played a pretty decent game there. And I actually could have won that game. Not sure if either one of you guys were there, but um, I, uh, that's kind of where I started my coaching career. Um, and then it, it went to high school, won a couple championships as an assistant at Central Catholic. And then I was a head coach at Bowser. Did that for one season. It was horrible. Um, but um, the kids were great. And then um, after that, it just kind of like was like, all right, what am I going to do now? And I had an opportunity to work on the recruiting staff at UT. And then that's how TV came. You know, out of nowhere, um, I was helping out as an assistant. Um, BCSN said, hey, we starting this new show. And um, it's five hours long. You know high school sports. I'm like, yeah. He's like, uh, you want to you talk about it? I was like, well, I have no credentials in TV, period. They're like, uh, well, come in, let's do a practice. Came into the practice. I must have blew it out the water. And I was on TV the next week for five hours. And for the past five, six years, four years, five years, uh, I've been covering high school football every Friday night um, and been very grateful to, you know, get that opportunity, you know, um, just from relationships. I always say life's about relationships. You know somebody that says something good about you um, and you know what you're, you know your stuff and you, you study your craft. You know, um, those opportunities when I wasn't a head coach, I didn't know what was going to come to me. You know, uh, some of my biggest opportunities came from, uh, sometimes what I felt like my darkest moments. Hell yeah. Um, I, I went and just Googled that exact picture. I can, it is confirmed. It's a, it's a real thing. It's, it's funny how that worked, man. A guy with the last name of Robinson is going up against, uh, look like Devere Posey right in front of you, man. Standing right there in the sideline. Look like he got a little sweater vest going. <laughs> yeah, the name's, uh, Jermaine Robinson. Uh, he played in the Canadian football okay. league. Actually a good buddy of mine at, at Toledo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that yeah, that was me on the sideline. You see Coach Fickle over there as well. Yep. Yeah, heck yeah. That's funny, man. That's great. 
That's that's, that's pretty cool though. I mean, yeah, so this is fun stuff, man. It's it's interesting working in the world of sports. Well, right now is really really interesting. Yeah, and then yeah. I mean, you also had like a, um, or I, I think maybe you still do. I'm not sure, but fourth and goal that that's your your business, isn't it? Yeah, you know, um, I started fourth and goal in 2010 when I was 22, turning 23. You know, me and my buddy Skyler, who actually was on, uh, he was on the field that game. Um, he he's uh, he's a year younger than me. We're both from Cleveland. He's from uh, Bedford Bedford Heights, and uh, we we both had the same passion of uh, you know working with students. We we're both in fraternity. He was a Q Omega Psi Phi, and I was Cap Alpha Psi, and um, you know rival fraternities. But we kind of came together for the common cause of working with student athletes. We both both weren't from the city of Toledo, so um, it was only right that we kind of came together. You know, being two guys from Cleveland, like, hey, well, who's gonna believe in us besides us believing in what we know? And um, we started it up um, in 2010, and you know, with, with a few athletes. And uh, I was coaching at St. Francis, and it really broke through for me when I was uh, when I was there. And in the off season, um, one thing I looked at was my DBs, and I'm like, "Hey guys, like, what are y'all doing off season?" They said, "Absolutely nothing. We don't do anything. We don't do any training. We just kind of like just hang out. You might run track." I said, "Okay." I'm like, "Well, in Cleveland, you know, back in 2005, there's a company called Raw Talent." You know, um, Mark Harris, you know, he played college football, played Canadian football, and uh, he was training us back in the early 2000s, like getting ready. Like he works with, you know, first round NFL draft picks and, you know, anytime any big time football player in Cleveland is coming out of his camp. And um, and I participated in, in high school. And so fast forward that seven, eight years later in Toledo, when we got here, there was nothing like that. So we were just like, these guys are so behind. You know, um, we start training our guys in the off season, and it started out just kind of something we did for free. Um, I remember the first camp we had; there was more coaches than kids. <laughs> you know, it was quite discouraging. But you know, our passion and our energy kind of just kind of shockwave through, and from there to now, you know, we work with over six thousand student athletes and help the um, kids earn over you know five, six million dollars in scholarships. That's awesome. That's that's big time. I, I know that. I, I definitely could notice that it's grown into something uh, pretty special. So, uh, you know, kudos to you. Dylan, I, I, I know I, I kind of walked over uh, you as you are about to say something. Um, did you have a question? No, you're fine. I was just going to uh, mention, because we we're on the topic of high school sports, and I know we mentioned earlier in pre-production on how they had breaking news from the North, Northeast High School Sports, um, and that's on the Twitter page that the OSHA has approved of a plan to shorten the football season from 10 to 6 games, and this format allows all teams to qualify for the playoffs. What is your take on that uh, plan, and how do you see it playing out? Well, you know, um, I have a lot of words for the Ohio High School Athletic Association. I'll choose them wisely, and I'm going to use them here too to give you guys some clout. (laughs) But I'll tell you what, you know, I really feel like it's BS, you know, in, in the most polite way, you know, um, I think that, you know, if you're going to shorten the season, you're going to shortchange certain teams. It's probably best to just move everything to the spring when you're probably going to cancel something, because right now you're not allowing scrimmages. You're not allowing, um, you know, teams to go and compete and do seven on sevens and practice against each other. You're not allowing competition. You haven't approved the competition, you know, and. And it's just unfortunate, you know, I almost feel like what's the point of, you know, when people, everybody look at it from the big scale and say, let's look at the NCAA and uh, 
how they how they handle college athletes, right? They're not paying these guys. They got old rules from the 1980s. I did a paper in, in college, and I still have it, on why college football and universities should be separate anyway, you know, because we all know what it is. It's a farm system, you know, so let those kids get paid. So now that that's coming around, the same kind of look comes down to the Ohio High School Athletic Association or any high school athletic association is like, why are they needed? If the schools and the athletic directors and the conferences can communicate with each other, it's almost like, why do you need this organization? Because they want to play off so they can make money. That's what this whole thing is. It's all about money. Right. Football. We know it's about money, right? You know, um, and it's about football, too. Now, now don't get me wrong, but this thing is, is a big money generator, you know, and the books are open on those things. You know, um, especially the Ohio High School Athletic Association. They make millions of dollars. The board members get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you want to keep that thing going, I believe the virus is real. Um, my idea is, hey, maybe just move all the spring sport football to spring or shut it all down or the schools lead and subside from the organization, which is the Ohio High School Athletic Association, and start their own, you know, league if they want to play football because the only thing that's stopping you um, from some of these logistics are is this organization that everybody put their trust in. Right. Now, are these plans going by, uh, like, region? Or is it, like, a continuity thing as far as, like, an entire state, like, for all high school sports in Ohio? Or is it just northeast? Well, I think it's for all. I think that's what they put it out there for. You know, I think northeast okay. Ohio's Twitter is the Twitter page. They reported it. Jordan Strack reported it as well. Um, so the thing is real. That's what they want to do. You know, but at the end of the day, every other day, they're changing what they're trying to do anyway. Right. So there's no continuity. I mean, every I mean, yesterday there was something new. Um, this week is something new. I remember watching an interview on BCSN with, uh, you know, with, with Coach Downey from Northview when he was like, hey, they said, what do you think about the rules? He said, well, let me open up my email because it's changing every day. That was on last Monday and the rules have changed again. So it's like. It's either you're going to play or you're not, but I feel like it's being dragged out. Yeah, they're running out of time. No one wants to be a decision maker and make the decision and say, hey, let's just not play and move it to the spring. That That's exactly the point because, I mean, no one wants to have the blood on their hands as you see it from, like, I mean, I'm from Florida, so, I mean, it's not like we're doing anything special down here uh, as far as containing the COVID-19 um, spread. But looking from the outside in on Ohio and how they've been their game plan as far as kind of leaving it up to the counties – um, and it, I guess recently maybe it's more of a, a complete um, Ohio guideline now that you have to like go by masks. Do I have that correct? I believe so. And, and I yeah, think it's like a, it's, a mandate. Yeah, I know it's just recently happened to switch. I know they had like your zones where they had it color coded and all that kind of stuff. But um, my mom being in Ohio as well, uh, she kind of keeps me up to date on her health and all that kind of stuff. Um, and what you guys have been doing up there in Ohio. But as far as the sports side, like we've been talking about, it's just been so fascinating to think that, like, there's a lot of money in, involved as far as what it brings to the school. Um, and people don't think about that aspect of things. And also, you have summer ball that's been going on for baseball. And they parent, the parents say that they, everything's been fine with them, but they're also not being tested. And you have or the might the thing the COVID nineteen um, by not showing any symptoms, um, but also spreading it because that's that's the fear right now. It's not the fear of it possibly being lethal to you. It's more of the fear of spreading it to those who are um, more compromised to have it being lethal. And no one wants to make that decision to cut out 
that budget and that the, the the future avenues cutting off from high school athletes going to college sports. Yeah, and, and I think no one wants to cut it off. And you you know, I put a poll on Twitter a couple times, and kids are saying that they leave, they'll leave the state to go play. You know, um, and that's how I saw that it is. And I'm okay with that. You know, um, excuse me, because I believe that they should be able to go and do do what you, you you know a parent should be able to go do what they want to with their child as long as it's legal you know like i, I think you should if hey if i want to transfer my ideas on a transfer rule should be if a coach can leave a kid should leave if i don't feel like my kid is going to succeed in this program because the coach seems to have a little bias towards them i should be able to leave just on that basis and not have to explain because it's not – I don't believe that it's building, you know, crybabies where it will have a situation where you will have kids who don't want to – who will leave at the drop of a dime. But I think it holds your programs more accountable. You will see what programs are real because those players that will go and stick with people who they feel more comfortable with. And I think right now that's what you're seeing is, you know, right now a divide with the Catholic and the public schools in Ohio um, with the sports is because – the Catholic schools aren't being, you know, held to certain standards that the public schools are, and where that's where the envy's coming in because they have to follow those health, uh, those, those guidelines and those rules, um, a little bit differently than those schools that are community-based schools. So I mean, it's just tough right now. I think the easiest way to go about it is just move sports to the spring because then you buy yourself some more time without trying to rush these updates every two minutes. Right, and just not even, like, thinking about having the proper training before the season. Like you said, they're not even, they haven't approved any of these competition-setting atmospheres for the players, so they can't have their bodies accumulated to that kind of physical um, task that's going to be on their bodies during the season. You can't just throw them right into a season and say, here's six games and we're going to playoffs, so there you go. I mean, you're just going to see a lot more injuries, um, and it's it's not going to be beneficial. You have to have proper um, stages from make sure they have lifting periods, accumulation to an environment of having contact sports. Yeah, and, and you look at, you know, the, the Toledo City League, and the one thing that I can notice right away is how upset these kids are. I train student-athletes from almost every school district in the area. And, you know, some of those kids are disheartened right now because they can't even go to practice. While Northview can go to practice right now. We use them for example. Uh, Central Catholic can go to practice. St. John's can go to practice. Whoever other teams are practicing, there are teams in the Toledo Public Schools. Any team in that league cannot practice while they're watching their competition, be able to retain their students and still be able to practice. So now it's becoming a bigger issue because if other places have a little bit more leniency, it's like the rich get richer. You know, um, right, I'm right. going somewhere where my kids are going to be able to play because they're parents that are just that hardcore about it and can you blame them no but uh it's kind of like uh it's a catch-22 almost Mm -hmm. yeah you can't necessarily uh blame the kids or the parents for possibly wanting to leave for another school or like you said possibly even the state forgot to that point because you also got to think about um the the futures of these kids too um Anywhere from like the you know the middle classmen, you know, because that's when you really start getting looked at. And obviously, the seniors it's their last chance to to dazzle a college or impress somebody, right? So I know that they got to really be sweating this. I mean, they watched last year's class, 
I mean, basically get through three quarters of their year, and then stuff got pretty pretty wild. But I mean, now these these poor kids got to deal with that same thing for what's going to probably be their entire um, school year. And um, you know, some of these people are probably three sport athletes too. So you know, all three of those chances could ultimately be dashed. It's it's pretty crazy uh, times right now for sure. You want a hot take? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm all about them. This hot take right here is Ohio knows that football is king, and if they move it to the spring, it's going to kill the spring uh, sports. Not a spoiler alert, but it's going to show you the dominance of football in Ohio and that kids really don't care about spring sports that much. Ohio is one of the only states that promote three-sport athletes, while when you go to the South, kids don't even think about that because they focus on what they focus on. And primarily because you have the weather to do that. Where up here, you know, basketball is Ohio's a basketball state, right? Um, because you spend three quarters of your year inside, versus in Florida where you can be outside all year. Hey, you can play out, you can play basketball outside all year, but I can be six four, six six, and as as a DB um, in Florida and, and and play football all year round versus play basketball. So I. Th- think up here kids would play football if they had the opportunity to do it year round um and you would see a huge decline in sports like baseball track um and and uh and any other spring sport in my opinion yeah it'll be interesting um to see because yeah obviously for some reason a football did get pushed to the spring which i i also would really think that'd be a good idea too to really just you know get uh, in, into the best space possible especially here's, since majority of people um seem to kind of not want to follow uh protocol and, and whatnot but go ahead yeah. Dylan. yeah and then like you were saying mike i mean you're you're absolutely right i mean football is king football is king and it's it's america's sport let's be honest now and most certainly most certainly in ohio since the fucking sport has you know is born there in ohio um but i mean Let's let's be honest here. If it was moved to this spring, hypothetically, it's going to obviously overshadow what track. Um, I mean, let's be honest. Track is usually the sport people use to get ready for the sports like football. Um, I yes. mean, that's basically what I used it for to regain speed, stay in shape through the off season, stuff like that. It was a great tool to, that I used to um, just, I guess, get another varsity letter and on top of um, being able to train. In, in, a comp- in a competitive environment at that. Um, so it was great, great for that. And I guess the only negative thing on top of it overshadowing those sports that may, like the students mainly go for is going to be, I guess, that missed opportunity to take advantage of that tool to get better for uh, the next season ahead. Yeah, you know, and, and, yeah. and how I see it is if you move football to the spring, yeah, it's going to crush other sports. But at the end of the day, let's stop forcing kids. How about that? Let's stop forcing kids. You know how we how we as kids, we talked about Xbox the early. You know, we play Xbox. You know, if I knew as a kid I could play Xbox and get a scholarship, I I wouldn't care about football. No lie. Right. Never in my life. I'd have been like, huh, Madden, two <laughs> K football, that's what I liked a lot. You know, um, besides NCA. You know, I'm like, I would have played that, and I would have went and got a scholarship doing that. We got to stop forcing kids to be multiple sport athletes if that's not what they want to do. I think one thing that people do a lot is is 
worry about the burnout of other people's children. Your kid and my kid might be cut differently. And I know that because I train kids who are cut differently than other ones. Some of the kids are A-type alpha athletes who will do anything. Those are your kids who are going to transfer out of state and will go to North Carolina if they have to to go play football because they've, they've trained their whole life to go do that. There's the B-type kids who may transfer to a different school. There's your C-type kids who's like, ah, I'm just going to be hopeful. There's your D-type kids who just don't care. You know, um, and, and so you got to understand what kind of population you're dealing with. In Ohio, you're dealing with more A and B type kids that are willing to do what's necessary to continue to do what they want to do. And football so big, and a lot of it's credited to not just Maslin and Canton, the Hall of Fame, is the Ohio State Buckeyes. You know, if you're me, I'm saying it's credited to the Browns because everybody's a Browns fan, right? Right? Absolutely. The whole world? I hope so. You got everybody's it. Browns fan. The World's team. World. The America's team is the Browns. So it's like when you got America's team like the Browns and the Buckeyes, it's, it's kind of like football is going to be on top and and no baseball is not going to survive it and no, um, you know, your other sports won't survive it. It is what it is, you know, but survival of the fittest. If kids want to play football, let them play football. And I think that's the worry. They're like, well, what's, what's it going to do to the baseball guys? Well, they can go, they can go recruit new kids to go play baseball to go learn to play baseball just like they tell you when you don't when you're at a school that don't have good football players you got to go recruit the hallway the other sports aren't giving you their top players because they're trying to keep those guys healthy for their sport so it's a deeper i think this thing is deeper rooted um than what it is on the surface yeah there's just so many different avenues um it, we, we spent so much time on the aspect of your career in sports aspect of the conversation of Mike Rob. Um, how about the individual himself? Tell us a little bit more about Mike Rob. Some of the food you enjoy. What do you do on your free time? Any uh, uh, beverages of the alcohol, liquor? What do you like? Okay, well, let's start with uh, the free time. Free time, Xbox. You can catch me at the real Mike Rob on Xbox. We can hop in uh, the war zone. You can catch me in the gulag, baby. You know, uh, yeah. you fight for survival. <laughs> if not, you better have that 4,500 ready for your boy because uh, I'm jumping in. Um, Only 4,000 now. Oh, it's 4,000 now? Yeah, they oh, patched that up. You guys can really bail me out now. Explain <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, in the game, I'm a camper. In war zone, I'm a camper. But outside of that, um, I'm a good family guy. I'm married. Got a got a daughter. Um, got a got a dog. You know, I like to spend time with my family, um, and, and and really just enjoy, you know, some of the finer things in life. And as we talk about finer things, let's talk about the the alcoholic beverages. Um, when I do partake, I do love me some Guinness. And to tag along with it, you gotta ask for some Jameson. So Guinness Jameson, those are my two drinks of choice, um, without Very a nice. question. If those two, if those two are around, um, then then it's going to be a good night for your boy. I like All that. right, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm a very liquor myself. What about uh, what about the food side of things? I know, I know for a fact because you are the one that got me hip to the to the B Dubs Bogo. So I know you're over there. You know, I know you're a wing guy. 
But uh, what else? What else you uh, you digging in? You know, it's been it's been it's been interesting lately because I've been nervous uh, with the COVID COVID thing. You know, I haven't sat in a restaurant since, and I'm like, I don't know, like, dang, you know, because I want to sit down in a restaurant and, and soak up the environment, but I also feel like you know maybe I just need to wait and do my part, you know, <laughs> and just just kind of chill on things so i do do a lot of takeout i obviously the bogo um I, I like to get some some wings and i'm gonna stay with the wing tip for a second um dewey wings dewey wings are pretty pretty fantastic uh, it's one of my buddies he uh, is one of my assistant coaches uh, i think he got rated one of the top wings in, in toledo now after being open for like six months so you said dewey wings yeah, Dewey Wings. Okay. Actually, it's, it's funny you said because today, like three hours ago, I, I was asking a buddy from work. We are just bullshitting. I was like, hey, man, tell me, what, what where's the best wings in the city? And he he said, Dewey Wings. I've never heard of them, yeah. but I got apparently I got to check it out. Now you got to check it out. You got to check it out. Dewey Wings is shit. I'm with it. And then uh, Pizza Poplis has the most underrated wings. Peach and Pepper. Yes. Yes, oh. I, yeah, guys got me hip to those like last year. I 100% agree that sauce is incredible and really just the wings. I mean, I've messed with a couple different sauces, but yeah, th their chicken wings are, are special. That place is so underrated, you know. Um, I love their food. I mean, obviously I worked there. Well, maybe it's not obvious, but I, I worked there for, for a few years um, in the early 2010s or whatever you call them. Um, I was working, and, and, and the wings were just so good. And I just couldn't understand why they were so good. But they're Amish wings. You know, I don't know. Look them up. Find some Amish wings and, and hook them up. Those things were just amazing. They're always fat, very meaty. But the sauces were good. Um, and then any other food in the town that I, I kind of get into is um, it's pretty, you know, I like a good steak. I say that, you know, um, I really don't treat myself to going out to eat. I try to save my money, and then we'll get into that next part about putting putting my money where uh, not my mouth is because I, I spent a lot of money on eating garbage food, you know, for, for years and, um, and and not seeing anything but uh, brown stuff and not, not any returns on that crap. So, um, you know, I, I try to do do the right thing, but I like to eat steaks. Um, how you, how you take your steak? You know. Uh, you, you're going to get you some sirloin, you know, if you go to Mancy's, um, it don't matter what you get. You get the aged steak, the dry aged steak for 30 days. That one is the, you know, is the bomb. But, um, I, you know, I eat my wife's food more than anything. So I'll tell you my favorite food in the world. Well, I got to know because we're, we're talking steak. I got to know because I ask anytime somebody brings up steak, mm, I mean, what, what's your, what's your temp? Sewer, huh? What's your temp? What's my temp? Oh, you're definitely going medium rare. Okay, let's go, my man. Easily, without a yes, question. sir. Medium Good answer. Rare. Good answer. Got to. I I would have I would have accepted medium, but anything more than that, yeah. I mean, you're just go go get a burger, man. Yeah, go get a burger. Exactly, medium rare. If hey, look, if it ain't pink, it ain't for me, man. That's all I got. If you need a one sauce, <laughs> too dry. No, oh yeah, no yep. A1 sauce. I mean, I used to use A1 sauce on steaks that my mom used to cook 
because you know we used to eat those tough steaks because she would cook them she's from the south side of chicago and you know shoot chief keith that's all i gotta say um she used to <laughs> she used to make these tough ass steaks man and it was always like well done you know until i got to college and had my first actually it wasn't college it was like senior banquet it was at like uh for football and we went to you know some some golf course and i had a steak with some pink in it and I almost threw it back at the person, like, man, hey, this ain't cooked. He said, nah, you just ain't, you ain't had no good steak yet. He said, you don't need to put sauce on this. I said, oh, okay. And I had a bite of that steak, and it changed my life. <laughs> I said, what the hell was I eating before this? And why did my Right, man. Like, I don't know why people like eating the dry stuff. Got to have them, them juices flowing. It's just, yeah. it's how it's got to be, man. I mean. A lot I don't of black know. people do it that way, though, man. You know, it was just kind of like the thing. And and then until I expanded my wings, I had no idea that steaks were juicy like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's I the thing, man. Some mean, people just got to um, Some people gotta make the jump. Spread the wings. A good steak does not need sauce. Not at all. If it does, you know, yep. go slap the chef. Yeah, um, tell him he needs to break open the that seasoning cabinet. Yeah, you know, go go to work. You know, if you can't if you can't do a good steak, man, you know, I can't I can't rock with you. You know, so it sounds like um, you guys are going to flip some steaks soon. So uh, I'll be over there, come enjoy and test out what you guys can can whip up. I actually just impressed the in laws that were over this past week. They're blown away. You got the so blessings. I did. I did <laughs> for the marriage and the cooking. Congrats. Oh. That's bit yeah, that, man. That's double. I didn't know the other yeah. one. That's that great. Gym? He just dropped yeah, the gym on us. Oh no, I mean like I got the blessing for the marriage years back, but I'm saying like the blessing for the grilling. Um oh, I think that man. was my first time actually cooking or grilling for someone outside of like your own family. So it was it was great. It was nerve wracking. But I mean they ended up enjoying it and they said that they were coming back next Sunday, which was obviously a joke, but it 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 hit home. It was good to impress the in-laws. It means a lot. That's what's yeah, up, man. You're climbing off the ranks, man. Last year you were a third team. Because we do an all-pro grillers list, you know, like a, mm. you're all NFL, all NBA. And last year, Dylan, he was he was third team. So I think, you know, he's working his way up. We'll see where he lands at the end of the season. The apple smoke hickory rub, man, it, it, it doesn't disappoint. That sounds great. That sounds really great. Um... Got a few more things for you, Mike Rob. One of them being, I, I don't know how many people watched last night. Uh, I know you and I did, oh, wait, wait, so I, I just want to, you sorry. know. I, I, will, I gotta, I gotta cut you off to say one thing. Okay. Yeah. My favorite food is pho. Okay. Okay. Yes, I just had to say that. I can dig my it. My wife being Vietnamese. And yeah. Her in-laws cooked that. That changed my life. And that changed. Wait, what is this? What is this? It's a Viet- Vietnamese dish. Um, it's like soup base. Um, it come with rice noodles. Um, it's like if you've ever been to a place, maybe like hot pot, you know, um, and they just put different, you know, things in there. But yeah, look it up. P-H-O is how you spell it. But it is the most amazing meal that I could eat literally all day. Does it have any protein in it? I mean, it can. Cause I think you uh, (sighs) usually put hoisin sauce in it and uh, sriracha. Could be like a vegetarian dish, isn't it? 
You can make it vegetarian. Yeah, you can have it with meat. You can have it because I thought it sounded familiar. I think uh, the sister in law made it once because she's vegetarian. So it sounds sound familiar. Yeah, it's, it's just it's, it's, full, full of flavor, man. I, I mean, it's that's a little, and you know, nice, nice kick. I mean, you can make it real spicy if you want, or you know, more mild. But yeah, it's just one of those things where uh, it's just seasoned to perfection in every bite, man. Yeah, full of flavor. Oh, sounds great. But um, to veer off here, um, yes, last night we had another versus contest, uh, and for those who don't know. Um, Timberland and Swiss Beats at the beginning, kind of pretty much at the beginning of this pandemic, went on IG Live for like two hours one night and just played like 20, 25 of their their best beats. And I think there was like a million people watching at one point. It was really, really uh, entertaining. Um, these guys ended up joining forces and kind of started their own little, uh, I don't know, organization, league, whatever you want to call it, called Versus, V-E-R-Z-U-Z. And um, basically like every week or every other week, to um, rap artists or singers um, have will come on and then they'll play 20 of their best hits you know um, one after another and um, you know people will, will kind of vote on you know on Twitter or whatever who they thought won and uh, it's been great it's been a lot of fun like a couple weeks ago we had DMX and Snoop Dogg that was incredible two legends super entertaining um, we uh, last night we had Rick Ross and two chains, and when that originally got announced, um, I know a lot of people were shitting on the matchup because they thought two chains was going to get you know knocked the hell out of out of here, myself included, because Rick Ross has got a lot of classic hits. Um, but the thing about this versus um, setup is uh, a lot of times, like the the more like hype hype stuff seems to kind of be more favorable um, to the crowd because you watch it and yet you, you you know the energy goes up. So two chains is actually. Um, I still got Rick Ross winning, but Two Chains kept up, you know, a hell of a lot more than I anticipated. Um, especially when when bands came on, yeah, a couple strippers come out. But um, one of the best parts of that last night was uh, Rick Ross. He starts playing uh, his verse from Devil in a New Dress. Um, you know that he was featured on with Kanye, which is one of my favorite Rick Ross verses. And uh, while that's going on, I mean, my man's shirtless getting a massage, and that. Uh, if that doesn't show you how big of a boss Ricky Rose is, I don't. I don't think uh, anything else will. But Mike Rob, I mean, who? Who? Uh, how'd you enjoy last night's verses, and, and uh, who? Who'd you give the nod to? I enjoyed it. You know, um, I don't even care. You know, when I watch verses, to, to to care who wins, because a lot of these classics just stream up. You know, um, a lot of memories from from college and you know the early two thousands and. And, and these are like some artists that, you know, are kind of forgotten about sometimes, you know, with this younger generation, you know, being into a whole new, new, um, you know, as it always is, you know, as they're being into like the, the, the YB Mellies and, the, you know, NBA Young Boys uh, of artists. And, and when you get two chains and Rick Ross, two guys that that's made bangers, you know, uh, made, made my college career, you know, um, a lot of me and my friends still know all the lyrics to I'm sure everybody know the lyrics to these songs. Um, it was great. You know, um, I thought it was kind of slow at first, but I think for me, when I gave the nod to Rick Ross, it was right when he dropped Dice Pineapples. You know, I'm like, Psh. I'm like, come on, man. You know, anytime that you can use Drake in a song, it's always a cheat code, and they both was able to do that. But Dice Pineapples was just like one of the most player songs that I've always liked. 
And um, I didn't think he was going to pull that one out. But I like both of their collections, their catalogs. I mean, again, you know, the theatrics of it is what makes every is what makes rap rap. With no theatrics, there's no rap. You know, um, it's a gaudy sport. You know, um, I call rap a sport because I, I feel like that's just what it is. So the verses, you know, um, really, you know, sometimes bring out the competition and the competitive nature of these guys. And you get to see, you know, that these are just regular human beings that just have super money and power because they're doing things that you can never imagine doing. Your wife will barely give you a massage anyway. And these guys got it on IG Live in front of millions of people, you know, doing the most epic things in the world, you know. I just envy that lifestyle. That it's got to be amazing to to be uh to be catered to that kind of way, man. One hundred percent, especially uh, the way they were doing it, man. Those guys, uh, I, I love those guys, man. They, they um they definitely live the life and uh, can wrap their ass off. That's for sure. I can't wait to see what the next one's gonna be. But Mike Rob, we got a couple more things. One of them being this new game we got. We're gonna think of a better name going forward. It's basically just this or that. I got I got a bunch of these lined up. Dylan's gonna set a timer for for uh, um was it two minutes, Dylan? This is for ninety seconds. Okay. All right. We gotta get that switch to two minutes, um going forward. But uh, I'm just gonna fire off a bunch of this or that's, and uh, we'll see how far you get. So so all I'm saying is this or that basically. Yeah, like, uh, like I'll give you just the first one to see you know what's going on. But as far as sleeping, fan or no fan? Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah. I so, you. okay. So we'll we'll get it going as soon as Dylan gets the timer ready. All right, Mike, Rob, this is this or that TSP edition. Ninety seconds on the clock. Mike, Rob, fan or no fan? Sleeping. Fan. Scary or comedy movie? Scary. Toilet paper roll. Over or under? Under. iPhone or Android? Droid. Netflix or Hulu? Ooh, Netflix. Dog or cat? Dog. Cookies or brownies? Cookies. Tough. Christmas or Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Twitter or IG? Twitter. Waffles or French toast? French toast. Pizza rolls or pizza bagels? Pizza rolls. Power Rangers or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Uh, the Turtles. Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? MK. Xbox or PlayStation? Xbox. Stone Cold or The Rock? The Rock. Breadsticks or dinner rolls? Breadsticks. Beer or liquor? Beer. Twix or Snickers? Snickers. Starburst or Skittles? Skittles. Coke or Pepsi? Ten. Coke. Nine. WWF or WCW? Six. WWF. Five. Four. Bone in or boneless wings? Two. Bone in. One. Zero. And this one, we, we, I'm going to ask you, this is, this is big right here. Drums or flats? <sighs> Drummy drum drum. Okay, well, I got a couple more. We the time hammers up, but I'm gonna ask you just because I'm curious. Biggie or Tupac? Tupac. NWO or DX? Wow, this is harder than I thought. 
<laughs> yeah, someone wow, wrote that. Wow, this is a tough one. Um, give me, give me NWO. Uh, and then last one was uh, LeBron or MJ. Come on, man. The GOAT, LeBron. Bang. Hell yeah. That's a new little game. We just started for, for season three. You're, you're this uh, third person that's ran through it, including Dylan there. Um, nice. You know, not too bad. Not too bad. Sweaty palms time, man. But Sweaty palms time. Dylan, I, I, hate, I hate to cut you off. We do have to ask him the, the last question before we, before we get out of here, though. Um, with that being Mike Rob, knowing what you know today, what is one thing you would tell your 18 year old self? Get into the stock market. I would tell myself to take whatever money I had saved um, and throw it into Apple, Google, Amazon, um, any of them, and just let all my money sit instead of buying those overpriced Nietzsche and Rocco wear pants and clothes and uh, yeah and, and let myself make a fortune I'd, I'd put myself into the stock market that's smart man I think uh, I think a lot of us probably <laughs> probably uh, were out buying stuff we didn't need instead of you know <laughs> investing or, or at least saving it um, you know an account somewhere I, I think we'd all be in a way better position but you live and you learn you know, but uh, I dig. I like that answer. You know, I wish we um, would have got, got into the stock market a little more, but uh, we kind of ran out of time. But that just means we got to bring you back again. So uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you want to come back on with us. Um, and um, you know, maybe maybe we need to uh, jump into Verdance later. We'll have to see what's going on. Oh, that's a must. Oh, you know, and, and we and I wish we were able to talk about the new stadium too because uh, it's it's hell, it's chaos, and I love it. Um, so I'll probably be jumping in soon anyway. There we go, Dylan. Um, if, you, if you don't have anything else, take us out. You already know, man. Mike, it's been a pleasure. We have to bring you back on. You can go follow him on Twitter at Coach underscore Mike Rob. Show him some love. Show us some love here at TSP. Follow us. At Talking Shop Pod on all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Let's get to 200 on Twitter. We're at 118 right now. We got a couple of handful of follows throughout the week since we last dropped an episode. But hey, we'll see you Sunday. Have a wonderful week, friends.